What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 28th episode, y'all. It's 28 episodes. That's seven months of sports talk with Whitney B. And as always, I am so, 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 so excited. So without further ado, guys, let's get this show started. Welcome again to the 28th episode of Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. Now, I, I when I realized that I was on episode 28 today, guys, to um, start recording, I kind of got a little emotional. So let me start there. I don't I did not know or I did not think that I would really make it here seven months in. Um, I'm just continuing to grow, learn and have fun. Like this is fun to me. I've always loved sports, especially football. This is my favorite time of year. I say this all the time, football season. So um, just being able to talk to somebody because basically I know y'all don't sit in the room with me, but I feel like I get to talk to y'all, and that's why this is so laid back. So I would like to thank everybody. Like, I just want to thank everybody who listens to the show, who supports me, who just is there for me. This isn't easy at all. Not at all, but I, I really like this. I really enjoy doing this. I actually enjoy doing this for the comments and the feedback. Um, I don't always get great feedback. Um, some people hate me, but that's okay. I'm not going to always tickle everybody's fancy. Um, but as long as I have my number one supporters and my new supporters and everybody, y'all just thank you so much. I want to, I just want to cry. I don't know why. I mean, uh, just up across all the platforms under the Rocky Road Productions umbrella, guys, I do my show. I am also a co-host on um, Shade and Shenanigans Porch Talk, which is this weekend um, Facebook Live 4 p.m., guys. Make sure you tune in. Um, and also Rants and Robes every Wednesday, um, Instagram Live at 8, 8.30-ish, whatever, p.m. So... It's a lot. It's a lot to do this. And I just want to thank everybody for um, just being a part of this with us. Like, it's not easy, you know, to bring content all the time, especially content that people want to listen to or people enjoy. So I just want to thank you guys. And let's start the show for real. So Monday Night Football was something. You know what? Let me start with this. This week, week five in the NFL it was definitely hard for all the kickers. Like, this was not the week for the kickers. Um, that Green Bay-Cincinnati game, what was it, like six to seven missed kicks in like three minutes? Um, at least five minutes. So we'll say at least six kicks in five minutes missed, okay? Crosby usually busting them. You know, he missed a lot. He he wasn't his same old Crosby. Um, the Cincinnati Kicker missed the kick. They would have won. It just was a lot in that game. Um, the Minnesota kicker, um, even though the kicker kicked the field goal to win the game. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, what else? The kicker and the Colts kicker from Monday night. Like, it just, kicking was not the thing across the NFL for week five, um, guys. I don't know why. Don't ask me what happened to the kickers. Who who sprinkled that voodoo on them? But please take that up off them. This, you know, and then I, I'm, 
I don't know if it's just me. So guys, if it is, let me know. But if you feel in the same way, let me know. I never seen so many games in the season, especially so early like this, really come down to those three points. Like it seemed like every single game now is being won by a last minute field goal. <laughs> like couple seconds here, or if it's not going to be one, it's at least putting them into overtime. You know, you this this kick at the end of the game is either going to win me this game or put me in overtime to give me an opportunity to really win it. And I think that, I think that that's really what's weighing on them kickers. Like, whew, they, it might be an MVP kicker this season. We'll see. I don't know. But anyway, that Monday night game was something amazing, y'all. Like, I'm not the biggest Lamar Jackson fan. I know I've always, you know, talked my little trash about him, calling him a running back and all of that, because to me he wasn't much of a quarterback. But as always, I get proven wrong. Well, no, I won't say as always, but most of the time um, when I have my own opinions and then boom, here come the facts. So Lamar Jackson set a few um, records yesterday on that Monday night game against the Colts, in which they won, came back in overtime won, Y'all, they was down bad. Like, first, first down didn't even come for the Ravens until, like, mid-third quarter or something like that. Um, I believe in the first quarter they only – they might have got three points. Um, I got to – yes, I think before halftime the Ravens did have three points. Anyway, it go, the fourth quarter they had scored at least 16 points. Got Lamar Jackson literally did what he needed to do to pull this team out of a rut. Like, I almost stopped watching the game because I'm like, this game, born Carson Wentz is being Carson Wentz, you know. They was they running back was a beast. Um, I can't think of his name anymore. But he was a beast. He was doing, he literally, it was like, was Baltimore not stopping the run? Like, what was that about? I know they have injuries, but that coach run game was amazing last night. Um, Carson Wentz was always, um, at, he was also, I'm sorry, not always, but he was also booting that ball. Like he, I just thought the coast, you know, they had it in the bag. This is another halftime thing though. Um, where remember we was talking about the lions and, um, the Packers when the Packers did not come out. I mean, when the lions did not come out of the, um, locker room that Monday night game and had, they made no adjustments. That's the same thing I feel like the Colts, the Colts made no adjustments, and this is why Baltimore was able to come back and basically do do what they do. You know what I'm saying? Win games. Like, the, the Ravens are not 4-1. They took their 1L um, to the Raiders in a Monday night football game as well. So the primetime games, y'all, have been amazing. Okay, let me finish this, and then I'm going to go go to that because, man. But – Yes, I mean, um, on Monday, Monday Night Football, Lamar Jackson, he um, made some history, y'all. He became the first quarterback in franchise history to throw um, for 442 yards, well, over 400 yards, four TDs, 50 rushing touchdowns, zero interceptions. Nobody to do that. He was the first quarterback to compete, um, to complete, I'm sorry, 85% of his passes. Um, so... I cannot say, I can't sit here no more and say he is, he can't throw. He's not the best, but he is setting records and he is doing what he got to do. A young guy, what is he, 25? So 
Shout out to Lamar Jackson. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Even though we had to take the L to you like that, I'm over it. That that was a good kicking situation, Baltimore versus the Lions. But we're not going to think about that. Um, I'm sick every week when it comes to the Lions, y'all. I'm going to get to that a little bit later. But let's talk about how good these primetime football games have been. You had um, the, Raver, the Raiders versus the Ravens. Great game. The Raiders pulled it off. Um, Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford, great game. That Sunday night game, that was ugh, amazing. Um, this past Sunday night game with Kansas City and the Bills, oh my God. Y'all, first off, that long rain delay, weather delay, it was putting me under. Like, I think I probably fell asleep at least three times and woke up and it, we were still on delay. I can't stay up like that. So the mere fact that... I think when things is really good and entertaining to me, I'm just up because what I do personally is I just watch it all on Monday, whatever I missed, I will catch up on Monday before Monday night football and then squeeze stuff in for Tuesday. Um, so I'm not going to miss anything. I'm going to get the highlights. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. Uh, but that game specifically the bills versus the um, chiefs, that game was amazing. I'm proud of Josh Allen. I made a bet with my husband that the Bills was going to win. I felt like Josh Allen really had a chip on his shoulder. He wanted this. so And the Bills proved that they wanted it. Phenomenal game. Um, the past game last Thursday with Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. Russell Wilson's finger was not out. We all saw that. Now he's going to be out. He got his finger surgery the next day. Um, but that game was amazing as well. Like, I don't know. I really want to know who puts the schedules together for all the teams because these matchups, especially this season, has been amazing. Um, Kyler Murray, Arizona is the only undefeated team in the NFL now. And Kyler Murray, he is really, if not, should be on the the, the top. I mean, one of the top people on the MVP list right now. He he definitely deserves to be there. Him, Dak, um, Herbert. Let me think of somebody else who can go on. Justin Herbert for sure. Josh Allen for sure. Um, Kyla Murray, Lamar Jackson. Which I'm sure Tom Brady is always on that list, but these are people who should be in the talks for MVP, especially now. Um, I didn't think of nobody else. Um, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady. Oh, maybe Matthew Stafford. Um, so Matthew Stafford, Kyla Murray. Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. He, now that I think about it, y'all, why the Lions didn't draft Justin Herbert? I wonder if it was because we really was, like, trying to hold on to Matthew Stafford for so long. I don't know, like, I don't know, because the situation, I think about it in Green Bay, like, everybody was like, oh, my God, they drafted Justin Love um, in the first round, and, you know, what does this mean for Aaron Rodgers and blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but. At the end of the day, we had the opportunity to draft Justin Herbert, and we draft, drafted Jeff Okuda. He out for this season. He played a few games last season. He won't be playing this season. We'll talk about that later. But I don't know. I get so sick when I think about the Lions, y'all. Like, I love the team so much, but it be just some stuff that – <laughs> so, um, in other news, I am so excited about Michigan and Michigan State. Um, 
I still can't believe that Michigan State and excitement is in the same sentence for me, but it is. And I am very, 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 very excited, y'all. We are going into um, the sixth week of college football. This is Michigan's bye week, but Michigan State plays at Indiana um, this week, and then their bye week will be next week. So hopefully both teams will go into Spartan Stadium um, with a 6-0 and record. But I want to be excited and um, talk to you guys about that real quick because when the season first started just five measly weeks ago, neither one of these teams were ranked. Michigan started uh, were, was ranked first. Then State, you know, crept up there. But I am happy to see that both teams have moved not only into the rankings but in the top ten, you know, conversation. Actually, the Big Ten out of the top ten um, college football rankings, the Big Ten has five schools in it. Iowa, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State are all in the top ten. So, congratulations. <laughs> the Big Ten is making moves. That Iowa and Penn State game was so good, y'all. I wanted Penn State to win. I think they would have still pulled it off had the quarterback not gotten hurt. Um that kind of hurt me, like, dang, this and I knew then it was over, but the the backup, he did what he could do, and I'm I'm not even mad, but that was a good game. Now, I personally feel like Michigan State should be ranked over Michigan. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know, and I'm just gonna be honest. I feel like the wins that Michigan State have had to get have been harder and grittier than what Michigan has had to do. I think that the only reason why Michigan is higher than Michigan State is because they were ranked first. But just the way they plan, like, and it has nothing to do with the players because, you know, well, actually, Kenneth Walker would be my favorite player out of, on, on the teams. Kenneth Walker is a beast. He, This man, it's like he puts the ball in his pocket and runs. It's, a, it's an inside joke, rest in peace, mom. But I used to make my mama watch football with me, and she was like, oh, that. He put the ball in his pocket and ran. So it's just a little joke there, a mother joke. <laughs> so um, when it comes to Kate McNamara and Peyton Thorne, Peyton, Peyton is a beast. Like, I, that man is going to – that's who the Lions need right now, Peyton Thorne. We need Peyton right now. Um – I, w I personally look forward to when um, John Jim Harbaugh puts in J.J. McCarthy. I am such a fan of this true freshman, and I don't feel like he get enough playing time because they they put it all on McNamara, and he all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he making it happen. They winning. Um, Coram is doing his thing. Haskins, they, he doing his thing, but... It's like Michigan State. I don't know. They players is just playing. <laughs> like, this track star Naylor, I'm speechless. <laughs> like, I've never paid so much attention to Michigan State football because I've always been, like, so big on a rivalry. But now that I have my show for y'all, you know, I have, to, I have to do what I have to do. And... Wow, like, 
some, a part of me feel like, what have I been missing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. But I'm shout out to Mel Tucker, Jim Harbaugh too. Like I'm, I'm just happy to see both of these teams in the top 10. Hopefully they stay there and hopefully one of them will be the big 10 champion. Um, I prefer it to be Michigan because I'm going to be go blue until the day that I die, but I wouldn't be mad if it was state. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. I I really tell y'all all the time since we started this, um, well, since we started football season this season, I really am looking forward to going to Lansing and tailgate. And October 30th, I've already told my sister I'm going to be out here. Uh, we're going to make it a thing because I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be hype. Um, I'm just all of that. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, home, homecoming for um, one of my old colleges, SVSU, is this weekend. And I'm so looking forward to tailgating um, outside for homecoming. It's about to be lit. <laughs> but. Be careful out there, y'all. If y'all tailgating, please have a designated driver, Uber. Figure it out. Get home safe. Don't be out here acting crazy. It's It's been too much. Like, we have to learn from other people's mistakes, y'all. So, please. Please. Speaking of mistake, I'm going to move into my Lions talk because I don't want to let the show get past me. I see. Um... It's so many lions, like important lions. Well, I don't, I don't want to say too important, but important pieces on the team, both offense and defense, that um, that's injured right now. I don't even understand how we still playing. Like, I don't know. You got the Lions just said today that Frank Ragnow, center, he's out. He's having toe surgery. Um, Quintez Cephas is out now due to his collarbone. Tyrell Williams won't be coming back. He was concussed, but I don't know why they saying he's not coming back. Um, Taylor Decker, he's out still for his finger. Finger. Hopefully he comes back next week. Excuse me. And hopefully they move him over to the right side because why would you move Panay Swell over there? Mm-mm. We saw what preseason did. He's struggling on the left side right now, which is his natural position. He needs to grow, learn, and get better on the right side. They need to go ahead and throw Taylor on, I mean, on the left side, they need to go throw Taylor on the right side. He could do it. It's not like he's, he hasn't done it before. He needs to be the bigger player, take one for the team and do it. And if he have an attitude, trade him, get some second round picks or something, some draft capital, trade him. We need that anyway. Um, but yes, Taylor Decker, he's out for his finger injury. Um, Romeo Okora, his Achilles, um, Enfy, uh, I think it's his thigh, and Jeff Okuda, guys, he's out. He has an Achilles injury as well. Um, so these people, I think the only people that's questionable to come back on this list is Enfi, um, the quarter, the cornerback, and uh, Taylor Decker. Uh, we, I, I'm not even, I don't, they just mentioned Frank Ragnall today. So I, I won't even hold my breath for Frank Ragnall coming back. But it's like golf is going to have no protection. And, and he already fumbles the ball like turns it over he this is why um the Rams got rid of him though because he turned the ball over like it's nothing like to me I want them to stick grape jelly or like honey or something on the ball for his fingers like I don't know what what can we do for this and then I was listening to one of my favorite um sports podcasts today and they were saying how the Lions wants to scale back 
the rule book a little bit to accommodate Jared Goff from dropping the ball. So I pose the question, should they just play Blau? <laughs> like, should we pull Blau up off the bench and see, you know, what he can do? Boyo is injured. He on the injury reserve list, uh, too. I think it's like his um, – I don't even know what they said. It was, I think his finger, the thumb or something like that. But I, I don't know. <laughs> like, to me, it's just like now at this point, we might as well go ahead and try to get like a top two draft pick, one or two, um, because the roster is is, is going to continue to get hard. This week the Lions play Cincinnati at home, which might be a win for them. But that game is going to be so important to Cincinnati because you don't want to lose to the Lions. Lions is 0-5. And they just came off of that loss against Green Bay. I told y'all the kicker sucks. Um, Joe Burrow was doing his thing, but it just wasn't enough. So I'm sure they're going to come into four field with a vengeance. What's going to work for the Lions and against Cincinnati is the crowd is going to be there. Like the crowd is always so hyped for the Lions. Like it don't matter. They It could be 12 people in the audience because I've been there. And seeing everybody leaving several times, and it's still pretty loud in there. So just the crowd and, you know, the Lions, they want to win so bad. Oh, my God, I saw Dan Campbell crying um, in his post-game interview after the Minnesota loss. And it almost made me cry, too, because I felt that, like, I once the Lions scored, got the two-point conversion, and it, we was up, um... I started running around my house, y'all. Like, I, at that point, we won. But, as always, I'm like, oh, the game isn't over. But what do the Lions do? Rush three. <laughs> we didn't learn from Baltimore. But, hey, you got to watch the film. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they watching film or who's watching it and what they watching for. But we got to watch watch it a few times a day and watch it for, for everything. You might miss something the first time. I don't know. But... I, y'all, do y'all think the Lions should go ahead and just play um, Blau? Let go off. Because how are you changing your whole playbook for a quarterback? We don't even know who's going to be here. You know, he might play next season because the Lions need to draft a quarterback and the quarterback got to learn. But what if we can just trade Taylor Decker for uh, Deshaun Watson or something? Like somebody already experienced or something. I I still can't believe Houston is paying Deshaun Watson to sit on the bench. He's like the number three. Like, I don't know. That situation still is really, really, really weird to me. So I'm hoping that more comes out at the end of the season once Deshaun Watson can be disposed um, because, I don't know, I wouldn't be paying this man to sit on the bench. I don't know. I'm looking forward to going to LA. I'm looking forward to going to see the Lions play the Rams. I'm going I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the team embraces Matthew Stafford as well as the Rams embracing Jared Goff. Um just the the coaches. I'm I don't know if Matthew Stafford really knows Campbell and them like that, but just to see how Jared Goff may interact with um Sean McVay at the end of the game. I'm looking for all of that. I I really am uh, 100% looking for that chemistry. Um, do I think the Lions is going to win in L.A.? No. But, I mean, at first I did, but now I'm like, you know what, let me not even 
Because I don't want nobody on here like she delusional. <laughs> but I don't know. The biggest news in football this week, y'all, though, is John Gruden. Um, finally uh, resigning as the head coach after uh, the emails came out about him. He was saying some crazy stuff they said in them emails, especially about, um, I think his name is Deshaun. Said his lips look like Michelin tires or something. Then they said that he had some things, some foul things to say about the LGBTQ community. Um, he also was saying things about like women officials and everything like that. Well, yesterday in the middle of, Right before Monday Night Football, I believe the story really broke um, through ESPN that John Gruden had resigned. Y'all, I think he... Okay, let me read his statement before I tell y'all what I think. John Gruden put this statement. It was posted on the Raiders website. I have resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I love the Raiders and do not want to be a distraction Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. Um, Big J, now, I know you know that emails or any text messages, all that stuff can come back to haunt you. At this point, I know, okay, so from 2011, that's when the first emails was coming out or whatever. We're not thinking right then or there or whatever, but you look at like Kevin Hart's tweets have came back to bite him. Um, and there's been other people, but, um, I don't know. Like some of this stuff you got to get in front of. I personally feel like this all transpired Monday because they took that L to the bears on Sunday. I had some people telling me, no, I don't have nothing to do with the bears. It's everything to do with these emails, blah, 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 blah. Well, this shit came out on Friday. So y'all continue to let this man coach Sunday. Had they won that game, I felt like it would have been something that they continue to sweep under the rug. Oh, if we don't talk about it or whatever, whatever, the team come out, they come out with an apology before Gruden come out with an apology. What is this about? In my opinion, I think um, they allow him to resign. You know, because who just walking away from all them millions of dollars? You four years into like a 10-year contract, you walking away from like 60 mil. Who doing that? No, nobody. Nobody. What had happened was them Davises, they cool. He, Mark Davis was real cool with John Gruden. So he went to him in that stadium Monday, film day, whatever they was doing. They get to talking, and he probably told him like, look, the NFL people mad. You know, we ain't really said nothing. We ain't really did nothing. We got to let you go. But I'm going to give you the opportunity to get in front of it and just say you resigned. You walked away. I feel like that. And if y'all agree with me, let me know. And if you don't, let me know. I'm, I'm fine with my opinion don't always have to be the only opinion. I'm just telling you based off of what I see, my observation, because I feel like they should have been letting him go. Why? So, oh, the team didn't win because they distracted by what's going on with you? No. That's the same thing with um Urban Meyer at Jacksonville. Like, it's, he got to go. And then they talking about, oh, well, I heard rumors, oh, he want that USC job. Well, why would they want him in USC? Why would they want him when his number one priority don't be his team? Or, or it wasn't that time. You know, you're losing respect in the locker room 
why allow these people to continue to coach? So, oh, well, they, they lost the game because the players' heads wasn't it. Like, no. So if the players' head was in it, okay, well, we're going to sweep all this under. No. They, they, he, he's gone because they lost. If he would have just won, won out because three and five, that's, I mean, three and two, that's no reason to just go ahead. Like, he, his record is cool. Like, he got a playoff record. Like, if, if he would have continued to win, eh? <laughs> I mean, I see nothing wrong. $60 million, you just, no, no. And then people, you, you in this league, you know, I don't know, because John, he worked over there with the Buccaneers before. Okay, boom. You was a Monday night ESPN broadcaster. I don't know in what capacity he will be in the NFL. I don't think he would be a head coach anymore. Maybe he might go back to broadcasting, but he's going to have to go through a whole series of stuff. They're going to put it out. Oh, we sent him on to diversity training and all the rest of that bullshit. They do. I'm over it. This, but this is the kind of stuff that goes to show, you know, everybody that this is still racism. Like this stuff still exists. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, in good faith, all these people is always a man of faith. Oh, oh, this, I'm a man of faith. You know, we, so Rich B, I'm not even going to butcher his last name, but Rich B is named the interim for the Raiders. He has been an assistant coach um, and a special team coordinator for the team for about four seasons now. He's been in the um, league for a while. He started with Gruden actually um, on the Bucks when he was there. He worked on with the Bucks. He's also worked with the Chargers when they were in San Diego and with the Cowboys. He's now with the Raiders, and he's their interim head coach. Um, I don't know if he's going to go out for the coaching position. We'll see. But for right now, he's going to be making the call. So, congratulations. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, like, I'm, I only have this job, my friend's job, because of the BS. Like, that's got to be heavy, but I don't know, y'all. Like, it just be so much stuff. Like, sports is sports, but then sports is drama. I like both sides, you know, a little bit of entertainment, a lot of bit of sports. But as always, guys, I am selling my beautiful shirts. I'm going to wrap the show. Um, I have on my yellow and pink shirt now, and I also have the black and white shirts. Um, limited to supply left shirts are $20. Visit mywhitneyb.com forward slash shop. That's M-Y-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-B.com forward slash shop to order your Fantastic, soft, feeling, lovely, my Whitney B. I'm sorry, sports talk with Whitney B shirt today. Look at me trying to be funny and then messed it up. And to check out everything under um, our broadcast umbrella, Rocky Road Productions, you can go to uh, rockyroadmedia.com. That's R-O-C-K-Y-R-O-A-D-M-E-D-I-A.com. And check us out. You can stream all of the shows there. Um, you can check out Shade and Shenanigans, which will be this week, 4 p.m. Facebook Live on Rocky Road Productions LLC page. And every other week, it'll be Love and Success. Always, you have Vitamin D at 5 o'clock every week following um, the Porch Talk podcast there on Rocky Road Productions LLC. It's also on the Vitamin D Facebook page as well. And if you guys 
aren't in any of the groups on Facebook, go ahead and head over to Facebook and search for Rocky Road Productions LLC as well as Vitamin D and join both groups. We have a lot of fun, guys. Um, you know, you can always catch Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B., every Wednesday at 12 noon. I also want to continue to shout out um, my Shade and Shenanigans co-host and the host of Vitamin D, GP. He is a um, 12 and under football coach for the American um, Youth Football League. So he is a coach for the uh, Southfield Falcons right now. They are currently sitting at number five, planning on moving up. Um, Very, very strong group of young men. So let's Definitely, definitely, definitely positive to see um, just the football, like young football, flag football, and him doing his thing with the guys, making sure they stay off the streets and staying their heads in the books as well. So I want to thank everybody for just being here 28 weeks, 28 episodes, seven whole months, y'all. I can't do this without you. I say it every week, and I'm just excited, and I love all y'all. And if you have any um, show topics you want me to talk about or anything you may have you didn't hear that you want to hear, please reach out to me on social media or leave your comments um, however you want. You can come to my website, mywinnieb.com, under the comments section, or you can comment again. You can reach out to me um, via email. That's on my website as well. Or, again, social media. I am at my Whitney B on everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm always checking my Instagram. So, guys, please, if you want to reach me, Instagram um, or Twitter, of course. I do have a TikTok as well. I'm going to work more on my TikTok. But please, please, please reach out. Let me know what you think. Let me know um, what you think about my Afro. It's getting bigger. <laughs> Um, but uh, again, I just want to say thank you guys for seven great months of sports talk with Winnie B. I'm going to continue to grow this show and we're going to bang it out, y'all. We're going to bang it out. I'm going to get more guests on. I'm going to work on it because it's just traveling. Um, I'm back in my at home studio for everybody who can see via video. I do want to thank Aaron, the lion man for coming on the show last week and dropping those gems on us guys. So Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'm out.